0: What's up everybody, this is Carrick with ACG and welcome to another episode of walk in the walk. Now, as always, these videos are going to be discussing the audio, the visual, the artistic composition behind all of the game's decisions. In this case, Spider-Man for the PS4 from Insomniac, as well as some gameplay development as a whole, we're going to discuss the look and the feel of the game and if the technical and artistic elements of the title equal the advertised product that we got. So without further ado, walk in the walk for Spider-Man from Insomniac for the PS4. And also remember that if you saw anything in the game or if you see anything, feel free to put it in the comments. I'd love to hear. You guys know me, if there's fundamentally any place I can start the game out, it's going to be in Harbor area. One of the reasons why this is, is because you do see a place that's probably not going to be used incredibly often in a game, as well as the places where you're going to see a lot of quests happening. We know in Spider-Man, you don't jump in a sailboat like you do in let's say a watchdogs 2. So you can sort of look here and you can identify where resources are being put and just how much. Someone took care to make sure those places are real because if we see that these places look real, and then you can add to that in the places where Spider Man's going to have a bunch of quests, you can sort of identify where everything is going in the game world and how that level and scale was created. One thing when we're talking about Insomniac, we have to, of course, discuss that they have a number of titles that are somewhat open world or open hub. You've got your Ratchet and Clank, and of course, your Sunset Overdrive, which was an Xbox exclusive. And we definitely see some of that DNA getting rubbed off on here. I love the use of color in the game. This is something that I'm going to hit a bunch of times while we look at this title, but even the color use there and identifying and making sure that that trash has a good mixture of color all the way around it. And then you'll see those sort of randomized in other areas. It gives it a bit of a pop and separates it. You guys all know you can jump into an open world game and look inside of a trash bin or something like that. And a lot of times it's just muddy browns. There's no real pop to the color that does a good job separating that as a separate item. I Also love this area because not only do we get to see the ocean and exactly how they're going to handle those systems, but you also see already a difference there in how they're putting together the game world. Everything has a verticality to it in Spider-Man. And that starts here on what I would consider the micro level, really, when you look at these potted plants and you see the different sizes there. Now, a lot of this stuff is taken from New York Central Park. So we will see a lot of replication of that as well as some scale. Of course, when you're creating that open world, one of the first questions that a team asks is exactly how is the game world going to react to the character? Is the character going to be a part of a larger simulation? Or are they going to be the only thing that really impacts the situations? and the actual simulation, or is it going to be some kind of middle ground with Spider-Man? It's a middle ground. But one of the things that you really notice right away is the NPCs interaction with you. I said this in the review, there's a lot of New York hellos, which are quite angry towards you. There's also a lot of people who really do like you. They have different interactions you can have with them, but it does a really good job solidifying Spider-Man, not only as the main hero in the game, but also a street level character, which we're going to see as this video continues through, I like the replication of the various different areas in the park. You do see that the scale has been truncated a little bit, but overall it still feels very vast. It feels like each one of the parks has a little bit of a different feel to it. And there's a recreation here or there of a fountain from different ones. I Do notice that those particles don't hit you. They just continue on. I mean, sometimes you have to have some performance sparing elements. Of course, there's really no reason for you to turn all those into physics based water particles right there. But I'm going to jump into this area here because I want to talk a little bit about the NPC creation system so you can sort of see how they're dotted around. You can see them in groups of four or groups of five. The groups of two are sort of just a separated group of four. If you sort of look at how they're standing. If you're above them and look down, sometimes you can sort of see how the game ends up auto generating. Some of these people, the four corners there of the compass, there's a spot identified. And then those characters are generated. Now they do have their own lives, as you would say, which means they basically walk around. They don't really do much more than that, but you can call it a life system. You can call it a travel system. What have you, they do move around. Some of them end up in groups and then move away from the groups. But I'll show you some idiosyncrasies a little bit later on. I love the look of this place. It's like a Walmart or a Costco. If you've ever gone into one and you see their food court and you see that backlit marquee with the different foods that's done perfectly here. I really like this. Also, you start to see just how the game ends up using clutter efficiently in this game, especially when you start looking at different items in the game. Almost nothing is by itself. This is something that you would see years ago on an open world game where it'd be like one trash can, right? However, when you look at civil planning, that's not necessarily how it goes. Certain areas are venued for a specific thing. They're zoned for a certain thing. And so you see multiplication of that item in the real world. And I do like that. We see that here. For example, if you can get a newspaper out of a machine, many times there's two or three machines in that little area. It's just a very cool ad. Also, I got to say, not only this is the shadow system working insanely well here, But I adore the different uses of foliage. Now, I'm not a big fan of how some of the trees sort of appear planted straight down. This is something that you get in some really cultured parks where those roots aren't at all exposed, but it looks a tiny bit odd here. And one of the reasons why is because as you notice all these different types of foliage, there's probably 12 or 13 here, as well as no real use of an underlaying texture to just mimic grass. It's usually combined with something else. But what happens is you'll get a tree that looks like it grows up and from the grass and another that doesn't. Also, I love the fact that this fountain here, they did not cheat on the grass. You could see that character's feet actually in the grass. They're interacting with it. We know that in a lot of games, it'd just be some AstroTurf, right? Or just be that painted green grass look to everything. They didn't do that here. You see a little bit of that repeated texture right here as I walk in. But overall, they do a very good job breaking that up offering this ability for you to sort of start to ignore that everything is just a separate piece and instead a bigger part of a collective whole when it comes to the different items left in the game. For example, even the leaves on the sidewalk, what that does is that draws your eye into not seeing the straight line of the sidewalk, but seeing the overlay with the leaves being on both sides and it breaks up those straight lines It makes things feel far more organic because while straight lines do exist, in any of these parks, but there's a sort of an inhabitation feel. There's a feeling of people living there and of different things occurring. And that what that does is it sort of identifies a passage of time just a little bit. I love this dance group. Now I talked about this in the watchdogs 2 video where at the starting of that video a guy was playing soccer and it sort of soft reset the animation loop. He never reset right back to where he did. Now we've seen this in games where they do and they sort of pop back into spot. Here, you'll notice there's a flexibility to the dance moves of these characters and they end up slowly dancing back into the general spot in which they started. <laughs> I love that. I also like the fact that they took the time to make sure that there was the newspapers down. There's really very few things left completely on their own. Let's see if they got any money. doesn't look like it. Well, uh, it looks like a towel or something like that next to the boom box. I love the music there. Let's look inside and just, uh, Nope, no money. They haven't made any money yet, but this is a great location looks very cool. I love the guy in the street clothes. And then you got the guy in the business suit right next to him. He's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's very cool. They did a really good job there talking about traffic density and cars and just how it's all been done. When you look back at open world games, your three sixties, your Xboxes, your PS twos, PS threes. One of the issues that would crop up many times in developer discussions was the lack of a true large amount of RAM for the system which caused a number of issues, including swapping out of cars when you turn away from a line of cars, let's say. And what happens with Spider-Man is I think we really do see a beginning of a trend where people are starting to use that RAM budget even better and really getting differences in there. Now, do we see copies? Yes, we see a ton of them just like you actually would in real life, especially when it comes to taxis and so forth. But they do a good job modeling them. They do a good job making them sort of appear dirty at times. Different cars have different specular highlighting, different shaders, and they appear just a little bit older or newer, depending on that. Also, the storefronts, which we'll cover in a second. But I think they did a really good job here. They made sure that all of the texturing and all of the different cars, they do have a brighter look to them, but they still fit solidly within the color choice that Insomniac's gone with. Also, when you talk about color choice, Spider-Man going to be really important. You got a red and blue superhero running around, and this isn't the bathed neon magnificence of a Batman game. So what do you do? Well, you have to solidify it in a somewhat realistic look. And I do like how they did that. They did mute down some of the NPCs. You'll notice here, as you walk by, you get a lot of those NPCs with a little bit more of the drab coloring, but then you'll get the pop, like the newspaper bins up there on the left. Oh, sorry. I'm going to have to cut this and uh, jump back in. I didn't want to show you guys something that popped up. It could be considered a spoiler. As you guys know, I blurred some of this stuff out so you don't have to worry about that. But I was just talking about the different characters and how they sort of bounce out into your eye. You see a very cool delineation between the business characters, how they're dressed, the blues, the browns, the different hats. But then you see that continual pop and they're just interspersed. This guy in gray here, it's done really well. Now, this is a system most likely that's just going into a database, grabbing these characters and saying, okay, you know, we've spawned this many characters. So now we're going to spawn this kind of character, put them in there. They probably have some kind of system, which I'm sure the developers will talk about, about creating these crowds overall. But I think that wherever they're taking it from, they do a pretty good job. You still end up having quintuplet fatigue. That certainly does happen where you get a lot of characters. Of course, there's the Nintendo switch party that everybody tries to pretend was real. This is very cool. This is one of the things you start to notice. And I talked about during the uh, LA Noir videos where I talked about how they do such an excellent job with uh, building reflections. So I had to cut there for a second as well because I don't want to show you guys any spoilers. This is a very cool tour bus. Not only are some of the people dressed a little bit different, but this character sits here and talks about New York for quite a while. And I just thought that was really well done. It was something I wasn't expecting until it just popped up. Now, I want to talk about design for a second, especially when it comes to world design. One of the things you'll notice if you pay particular attention is that a lot of these city streets look smaller than other open world games. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is something that's been talked about around uh, various different forums, as well as game design forums. It's something that's come up in the past with the GTA games as well. One of the reasons why this is smaller is because, or at least feels more contained is because the player cannot drive cars. So the game design can be done in a different way. And you're going to see that mimicked, including how the AI acts. I love this spot here. Hopefully I'll be able to show you some nighttime because they actually pull in the chairs and close down the restaurants and those areas are empty. And it gives you that feeling once again of time having passed, which is vital in an open world game, especially an open world game like this, where Spider-Man is supposedly making true impacts on the game world, which I got to admit later on, he really does. It's one of the better. I think gameplay impacts have ever seen in a game. Such good design here. They do a very good job sort of mimicking New York, mimicking the characters around there. Also, there's a fidelity to the reactions that you see. Not everybody's just mindlessly going somewhere. In fact, a lot of people, I mean, you're a red and blue dude who just dropped from the sky. So you'll see people roll away from you, like collapse and get frightened. You'll also see people like this that are sort of happy to see you and just staring at you as you walk through. Looking again at the design here, you can see where this car has tried to turn left and got stuck in the traffic and it does a really good job making you feel like everything's not on a 90 degree angle. In fact, a lot of Spider-Man's genius, I think, is everything from the way the buildings were designed to the pathing. Nothing feels right and left. We've seen this in open world games where it's like a character's walking straight forward and then they turn perfectly right. A lot of times that doesn't happen here. Once again, here with the wreck, you get that feeling of past, future and future past where something's occurred prior to Spider-Man getting there. You make the biggest effect on the game world, but there's still wrecks. There's still things that are occurring around you. (laughs) Okay. I have stated before, and I stated this in the review, there are a couple pathing issues. Those are supposedly going to be patched up in the next patch or two. It's pretty rare that it happens here. Let me just get rid of these. (laughs) Ha ha! Now you can't get on there, but Overall, a lot of times what that happens is you just have so much debris in a game world and uh, it's easy for a character to end up on top of it. Of course, nice puddles here as people have talked about, you know, puddle gate and if they've gone or, you know, how many, where they exist. We certainly do see them here. You see everything from shallow ones to somewhat deeper ones and you see that weather effect. This is a great location. It gives you a feeling a lot of second sun really. It gives you that feeling of different areas being closed off by the military, which is something that we experienced there in that game, too. A little bit of parkour in your face. In The Walking the Walks in the past, I've talked about color choice. And when you look at a Watch Dogs, you look at a Sleeping Dogs, you look at a GTA 5, you look at any open world game, you look at any game really at all, even a Ratchet and Clank, which is sort of open, sort of hub-based, level-based in a way, you do have them. Uh, the developers really trying to identify how to make everything sort of pop within the game world. How do you make it so that things don't just appear to have been applied on a flat canvas? Oh, there we go. There's a character falling down. It looks like he probably got pushed or scared by that police officer. I like those little, just minute bits and elements of action, which makes you feel like things are actually occurring in the game world. But when you look at the lighting, like I said, and the color choice, I think they did a good job. I can't show any of Spider-Man suits. I mean, I can, but I don't want to spoil it for people. It's 25 plus suits. There's some pretty crazy ones. I know that of course you can't please everybody with the suits, but I do like the different color suits. You can get this color suit. There's a, a more red and blue one. Then there's one that's even more muted and there's various ones in between. Also, I got to say, I don't know what it is with Spider-Man, but I immediately checked this the moment I started the game. Can he get on his fire escape? This is something that we see in the movies and the comics is always with the fire escapes. But what really surprises me is they didn't build in the ability to climb the ladder on the fire escape, which I know that sounds like a small thing, but I don't know why it actually really impacted me when I first saw it. I was like, oh man, really? You can't do that. Some of these signs, you know, a lot of people will probably be watching this and be like, well, why isn't he, you know, always swinging around the, the city and why isn't he at the top of these buildings? I'll definitely cover that, but I want to cover the more street level stuff because a lot of times in the battles, this is actually where you're going to be. Also, if you notice on the left, the two debris clutter boxes, there's a couple boxes to the left and a little bit farther down. Again, what those do is those break up that straight line of a building being plopped down in a game world gives you a feeling of of organicness to it. And it again, breaks up those straight lines to cause everything to feel more like it's one piece that's more combined versus separate, of course, the communal garden. I really like that. They've made it feel like, first of all, nothing is in a straight line here. If you look, you've also got your flora and fauna mixing together. You got your squirrels running around, but you also have these areas that it looks like the plants that they planted have escaped via seed dropping and stuff like that. And sort of are growing in other areas. Very cool. I also want to talk a little bit about the graffiti. Now we see a lot of super villain graffiti in the game. I think it does a good job. Once again, making you feel like there's a reflection of something going on. It's not just random. You do see something here that's random, but as we go on, you're going to start to see graffiti based on both Spider-Man as well as the super villains. And it does a good job to sort of lodge you into the game world. Also here, you can see with these buildings, such a great job, making sure that even if there's a difference there in the color, even if there's a difference there in the texturing, if it's brick versus some kind of wood building, they do a good job, mending everything together using geometry here. Of course, you've got once again, the fake reflections to make it look like you can look down into those skylights. It looks like there might be a little bit of a graphics error on those though. I saw them when I was originally playing the game, they looked a little odd this continues on the buildings here. Now, a lot of people have asked, well, is it repetitive looking? Yes, it is. Of course, businesses are also repetitive. So that is something that is going to come up. Sorry. I had to go in there and cut a little bit so that you guys didn't see a spoiler about the game story that pops up a lot. There's a lot of interaction between Spider-Man and all the various characters he helps. And uh, so makes these videos a little difficult to record. I like how he's just like, don't you get up? And the dude's like, I'm dead. I can't. This is cool. It's a little GameStop style kind of store here. I think they did a really good job capturing the innards of these stores and even the price point there, 1299, you got the little baby suit Spider-Man there. It's just a really well done interior to a building, the character doing their odd job as well. Also here on the right, you can see a guy drawing like artists and you can actually even see what they're drawing. It's very cool, a high level of detail there. I know this is a stupid thing to notice but I noticed the shades are broken and I think that that's in this barbecue and to me that was just that one moment when you see the shades being broken and you're like damn son they they actually went there and added just that little bit of flavor flavor is so important and breaking things up breaking up like I said those straight lines in open world game is just absolutely vital and they did a really good job here so I'm just going to walk around the city for a little bit show you guys some of these characters. I love the red pop of that suit. She did a very good job in making sure that the color work is, is excellent. It does have a superhero vibe to it as well. A very cool overall feeling of superhero-ness, even when you look at the game world and they've gone with that white color sort of sunlight I've talked about in prior videos. I'm not a big fan of filtered sunlight, not a big fan of the orange globe, not a big fan of the Deus ex style of filters. They did a good job mending the two here. So I had to jump past a spoiler here and I wanted to show you guys the interior of this building. So some buildings use, you know, fake reflections, they use cube maps, all that kind of stuff to sort of get you to believe that there's something going on, or at least an interior to a building. And then you also have others where the interior is actually valid in there. And that's because Spider-Man does have ground level crimes that he ends up stopping. And you can actually do battle in those very cool, very well done. There is some replication on the characters, but still that's a step above once again. And I think it does show the excellence of having that extra memory that you can use for these kinds of things for creating characters and so forth. Everybody's just like, hello. I also like that the people on the side of the road will end up calling taxis. I haven't seen anybody get in a taxi though. So if you've seen that, I would like to know here on the right. I'm going to give a high five. Nope. Oh, he's pointing out a crime to me again. That's very cool. You know, when you look at the Batman games and you look at a lot of superhero games, a lot of times they find some reason to make sure that people aren't. In the game world, because it's a lot of resources to draw all these characters. Of course, Insomniac has worked long and hard on making sure that they can have these kinds of systems. So they put it in Spider-Man and I think they did a good job. And once again, you have that character telling Spider-Man about a crime, which opens that up for you. On the left, you see just how far we've come, where that fence isn't straight at all. And those extra resources, that ability to graphically draw that really does make it feel far more realistic. It's not just a straight line. These are things that you're going to notice all over in Spider-Man, as well as other games. Don't get me wrong. We've seen it in Batman. We've seen it in GTA five. We've seen it in a lot of titles. It's just that, well, this is the brand new one that I'm covering right now. So of course I need to actually explain it. I like the shadow coming down in here, that muting effect that they've got on the camera lighting really good job takes just a moment for your eyes to sort of adjust here. Also even the military guys wait for the stoplights to end up changing in the crosswalk to allow you to cross. I don't of course, but I do like that. You can see the signs inside of the crosswalk, the actual lit LEDs, just really phenomenal level of detail. So here's one of the first places, whoops, I I meant to actually look over there and not say hi to him, but here's one of the first places where we notice a couple things first, the roundabout this more curved area, once again, a more organic area and something that some other games haven't been able to do until now we see it now, we'll probably see it in most open world games moving forward. But then you sort of look at the car here. They've got an excellent overall texture to these different cars. They've got modeling on a lot of different parts I didn't expect now. The park. Okay. So let's talk about the Tai Chi. I was talking about the soft reset of the animations on the soccer character in watch dogs 2, And you see that soft sort of animation resetting going on in these areas, because hopefully I'll find another Tai Chi group, but sometimes you'll go to a group and everybody be lined up perfect. And then you'll come back and they're just all over the place like this. This is like a class I would go to where everybody's kicking each other in the nuts and can't figure out why their stomachs hurt. This is also a big enough place that I think we can listen to the audio here in a second. And you're really gonna be able to hear that occlusion and how the different sounds end up carrying across, especially because once we get out of this area, I think it opens up on the left or right. And you'll actually be able to hear that audio change slightly as those audio waves can get to you without being rebounded, without being changed, without being altered, without going over different surfaces. It's very cool. So let's just listen for a second. Hey, I got a business proposition. (laughs) You have <laughs> no idea. Spider Man, shoot away. No, Spider Man. Shoot I hate to you. Aside from one or two small issues I did have with the game sound, here is one of the excellent moments where you really do hear those sounds filtering in. You can hear that character talking to the bad guys and sort of firing up the crowd. You can hear that helicopter not only to the left, but slightly above you. Also, when you get in these groups, you can hear reporters calling for Spider-Man to give an interview and different characters sort of being like, why are you just standing here? Why aren't you helping us? Why aren't you saving us? It works really well. We do notice, though, that when especially when different areas like this pop up, when different actions pop up, we do start to pick up on an element of an A.I. issue that sort of crops up its head, which is that the game can't or doesn't react very well to anything that's going on in the game world where you can block a car or you sort of can slow things down in traffic and I'll show that in a bit. Of course, everybody here wearing Uggs. If you notice everybody's shoe color identical, I'm not hundred percent sure why that popped up like that. It's just a part of their spawn, but here you've got a lady giving a report to the daily bugle. Very well done. Also, I'm going to talk a little bit about the daily bugle and some of the buildings and how they're set up the smoke coming out of the sewers really well done ends up offering once again, a layered effect, everything. So I want to see if we can find a boat. There's a boat there, but I. Th- I think I don't want to spawn those guys just in case something pops up. Let's go. Yeah. It looks like there's a boat down here. I want you guys to listen to the audio. Once again, this is a place you got to remember. This is an area that insomniac knows that for the most part, no character is going to be at. And we've seen this in open world games where an area that a character might not go to, I'm having a hard time swinging to an area a character might not go to, doesn't get the resources. Let's listen. about audio a lot in my game reviews. I talk about how really, when you look at it, directional audio and good audio can be like a third arm in a battle. It can really help you, especially when you're trying to do things and characters are off the side of the screen, which does happen in Spider-Man. And it happens in most games with any kind of combat system that's open world. What happens here is not only are the places that you won't go very often done quite well, they've got a lot of samples, that boat, you could hear that water slapping the sides. Just insane attention to detail there, but also in the main parts of the game, you can even hear that chipmunk chitter for a second if you get close. So let's buy a newspaper here and see what we can see when it comes to Let's see daily bugle, the cavalry. I like that. It sort of pushes on. It tells you three out of 28 that you've got, but it sort of pushes on time and makes you feel like things are occurring, uh, regardless once again of you being there. So I'm going to show a little bit about scale, but the last thing I want to talk about here in just this moment is to really look at the number of people in the game world. Now, when you look at the sidewalk, they also have a tendency to congregate on the sidewalks and not in the center of the roads, which surprised me. I actually thought that was going to happen, but let's talk about a sense of scale. Sense of scale is so important. Not hundred percent sure why they're playing basketball with human sized balls, though. If you look at those things, it's like giant beach balls that they're playing basketball with. And I've looked at this since the game came out, I noticed this almost right away. And I still can't figure out exactly what the reason for this scale change is because I looked at the scale of everything else. And I will admit in some places, the garbage cans look a little big. And I know that that sounds like a nitpick, but it's not a nitpick. In fact, it's me really identifying that only one or two things look off in the entire game. So I think that's actually more of a kudo. It's like a lot of people saying, I can't believe people are talking about the graphics, but it's only got 30 FPS. No. We're talking about the graphics, despite it only doing 30 FPS, which is the way you should celebrate games and the way you should talk about these titles. Let's go back here into the back and do a little bit of swinging. really do enjoy the swinging element of the game. So insomniac got the city of New York identified where they were going to put the different activities, def- identified the different parts of the buildings. But one of the things that they did is they adjusted the heights of some of these buildings so that most of the time you always have a place to swing. If there's at least two buildings next to each other or pull you forward. And of course you always have that ability to swing onto one on the right or left, but you don't want to do that too much. Otherwise it's going to look sort of weird if you're just continually swinging straight forward, but you're always grabbing to the right. They did a good job identifying where they could have a really tall building where they could have different elements that Spider-Man's web could capture. And at the same time, making it feel vertically as interesting as they possibly could. Here's a battle whoa geez Luis. all right so here's some uh missile attack battles actually let's follow one of these missile shots here if one yeah they're reflecting off something let's look at this let's see how far this goes oh wait what the fuck (laughs) okay i wasn't expecting it to go wow okay well that went that went a, a little bit farther than i thought And most likely I'll have to cut it right here. Yup. Indeed. I could tell that there was going to be something coming up in the audio. And once again, I don't want to end up spoiling anything that I could possibly not spoil. There's a, of course, if you've watched no trailer on the game, you might see something. But other than that, I, I really have tried to control myself. This is a great place. Once again, you see the grass texture that we've seen in all kinds of games, but you see just so much actual geometry going on so many different levels that it does feel real here. Again, we do see some of these trees that are just sprouting straight up out of the ground, which does look a little odd, but overall still fantastically well done. Oh, I had to cut there for just a second because we did have something else pop up. This is what happens with Spider-Man. A lot of times characters are calling in or you're hearing things over radio waves. So here's another Tai Chi group. As you can see, most people facing the same way, not everybody, but you can see that it's a little bit better. You still do see a, a lot of the tan shoes kind of thing. I guess everybody was shopping at the same store or something. I just wanted to walk through the park here. You have Belvedere castle. You've got just different people eating in the park and all these different layers. Once again, if you notice, there's always something moving. You can see little bits of leaves, debris falling around you, but more importantly, and this is something that you will notice with Spider-Man quite quickly. I think if you play it, there's a sense of slope that goes on throughout most of the game. You're going to see a good amount of variation when it comes to your verticality, but we're all accustomed to noticing that in the building sections. But here on the left, you can see people going up and down this slope and everything just feels really well done. There aren't very many sharp edges. When that is moving, you do see a little bit of an animation glitch there on that character who's stretching. But when you look at a lot of these spots, there's this very cool gradual up and down that we start to see. For example, even look right here, you can not only see that adjustment, but you also see where they've taken that texture and made it a little bit darker to make and mimic that feeling of a place where water may sit a little longer than somewhere else and stain that ground. Very well done. A lot of people have been asking me, what do I think about the game? Not having a 60 FPS mode. And to me, I never expected that because understanding the specs of the PS4, the Xbox X, uh, the PS4 pro, the Xbox S original, what you can get and what you can do. I never really expected Spider-Man to come out. And nail it at 60 fps at least right away whether an optimization patch comes out and they go at a lower resolution or not one of the whoa (laughs) okay i've never seen that before i'm not that's a stiff bush as they say so when you look at the way the fps is displayed you look at the resolution that the game has and you look at the way the game handles pedestrians and way the way the game handles the game world itself i don't think it's too crazy when you look at the power of the consoles and you look at what can be displayed to sort of expect this to be 30 FPS. In fact, you know, a lot of people will be like instantly, oh, if it's on a PC, we can for sure get this many frames. That's actually not the way it goes. We've all seen that where you've got a game and it's got issues no matter what. Hey, Batman Arkham Knights calling your name right now. So it, it's great to have that more power to throw at it. But I think also what's so interesting to me is to talk about it despite it only being 30. That to me is the more interesting element. It is only 30 and yet it is still really, really interesting, varied, completely varied, an insane draw distance. One of the best draw distances I have ever seen in a game. Now there are some image issues, which I'll talk about in a second. And I talked about in my review, unfortunately it's not connected to motion blur. Some people were like, oh, it must be motion blur. No motion blur. You can actually adjust. It's not that it's just the way the depth of field and the way that maybe the aliasing is sort of cropping up and so forth. I did want to show you guys this little lake here, just because you can definitely see the differences in the water between the bay and this more stagnant area. But let's listen to some of the samples that you can hear in this area. Pedestrians! Hypnotize them into what? Into liking Spider-Man! And he's been doing it for years! This is the only plausible explanation for how many fans this menace seems to have! Mugging reported. Proceed with caution. Suspects are armed. Officers needed in Central Park. Of course there, we did see some issues with shadows drawing in and some flicker. This is a game that isn't perfect. I think it's always cool to admit that and look at those areas and then look at what everything else is showing. A lot of people get so caught up in something has to be perfect and instead, no game is perfect, none, zero. And so it's nice to actually say, Hey, there's this issue, there's this issue, but there's also this and this, and these parts are excellent. I love that back area where we were listening to the samples though, because you can hear like ducks and frogs and they did a really good job. Actually, I might have to cut this because I think these guys might end up triggering uh, a cutscene. This is a, a nice time though, to talk about one of the most spectacular parts of this game, which is the webbing that ends up sticking people to the walls. They did an incredible job with their programming to make, that spider web actually stick to various real elements of the game world. You can see it sticking to the tree, but it also casts a friggin' shadow, which really is an extra level of detail there that I never expected. The first time I did this, I could not believe it was actually showing the shadows. It's just really that extra element that to me boggles my mind that they put it into the game, but I like how it's stuck there on the sides of the steps. It's stuck on the guardrail. It's just really well done. Looks so cool. And once again, you can see that little shadow there. You can't see his shadow now that I think about it. Actually, now that I look at it, yeah, you can't see his shadow, but just be, see the spider webs, which is definitely a plus to me. Oh, sorry, dude. I've saved you. Your neighborhood Spider-Man has come to your rescue. All right. So let's go on. Let's look at this draw distance for a second. I am the pigeon king. So the draw distance, I think is incredibly well done. It doesn't matter how high you are, how low you are, wherever you look in the city, if there's something there, you can actually see it. And I'll try to find a spot here uh, later in this video where I can climb to the top of one of these and show you guys just how far the draw distance is by going from a place that is Ne- not necessarily nondescript, but we'll find some place that's easy to identify and then go halfway across town, three-fourths of the way across town, almost all the way across town. And it's still showing up in your draw distance, which is really well done. I admit, I think they missed a moment where they could have had Spider-Man able to rent the bicycles, but whatever it's a cool little bicycle co op again. You also have this spectacular job on the 3d effects here on the different buildings. You've got the statues on front. Again, it draws away from so many games that make everything in the storefronts look like a straight line. And I really mean this. If you go back and look at a lot of games, this is something you see. But what's happened here is there's a geometry draw there. There's an ability to sort of display a 3d feel to almost everything in the game. Almost none of the buildings doors are in line or completely straight with their walls, They're inset, or, you know, they're out and they have a covered area. It's very well done. So I decided to load another save. I want to look around at night. I've talked a little bit in the video about the nighttime and how impressive it was, except for lighting, which I'll discuss in a second. But the fact that that hot dog vendor has a shade over it for nighttime as it's been closed down again, does a great job of passing on day and night and time to you. Also, it's interesting to note the differences in the character size here, small, medium and large, large, medium, small, whichever way you go left to right, right to left. I like that. It does feel like everybody's a little bit different. We don't see really, really heavy characters in the game. We also don't see completely emaciated characters in the game, but what you do see is different heights there. And it really does allow for it once again, to have a vertical feeling to it, even if it is just characters that you're fighting characters that you're seeing characters that you're discussing things with. It allows for that variation and also makes it easier in some of the missions because some of the missions you'll be chasing down a dude who's robbed somebody. And if you don't actually look very closely, there's a couple people that might be running in the game world at any one time. And you're trying to follow the one guy that's shorter than the rest. It's a little easier to notice. I also wanted to discuss the lighting. Now the lighting always felt a little bit off to me and it still does. Even with the HDR, it's not exactly where I would want it. But that being said, The light on these street lamps is profoundly well done that soft wave of color and the diffusion is done incredibly well and reflects the more foggy murky nighttime that we're in right now because you do have some clear nights where that isn't necessarily as pronounced. But here that different bathed light does such a good job reflecting the particulate in the air that you would actually be seeing during a foggy night or evening originally Insomniac talked about when they found out that they were going to be able to do Spider-Man, they sort of tried to identify exactly what story did they want to tell? What New York really is it? How do they go about making sure that it looks like Spider-Man, but also has its own element of uniqueness when it comes to not only the games, but all the other fictions. I think they did a good job here. I did talk a little bit about Mary Jane. I didn't really like her presentation. Some people have loved it. And then I saw a couple of people who thought it was even worse than I did. But when it comes to the characters and the way everything's done, I think moving from that point and looking at the game world and how it's put together, it is its own character. New York is its own character. This is something that's been known since Spider-Man was originally created. They've always tried to elicit this feeling of the area in which Spider-Man actually exists is really even more important than many other superheroes. Obviously not more important than let's say Gotham for Batman but certainly more important than some of the other major cities that superheroes protect. And you see that here with the game, the way they've identified different areas and locations in this game world that really exist in New York, but they've changed them like the daily bugle being in one of the more prominent buildings in New York. And you get this physical location that really is fictional completely. That's contained within a location that people actually know and love in real life. And they did a good job with that. I think that's a cool melding it doesn't add something that doesn't exist. Instead, it's looking at it and saying, Hey, we're going to adjust this slightly. So it's still a familiar landmark, but slightly adjusted. Of course, also some of that might just be IP rights and so forth. Cause you never quite know when somebody's going to say, you can't put our building inside of your open world game. So talking about the lighting for a second, people have asked about what, what I thought about the nighttime lighting. Like I said, there were some issues. I do like how you have this dueling lighting that goes on with these trees in particular, where that yellow is bathed underneath due to the lamps. And then you have the moonlight coming in from the top. This has been discussed in other people's videos as well. So I won't cover it too much, but I think it does a good job giving more of a 3d feel to everything. So what I want to do is I want to go down here into this district and show you some of the places that really you don't experience very much in the game. You don't really explore very much in the game. And in fact, many people will never go to, but I want to talk a little bit about the detail that they showed. And when you look at this, one of the elements that you have is a game designer has to look and say, we have this certain budget. And in some game worlds, they say, Hey, you know what? We can't do something crazy on the side, unless it's going to be seen by the characters, unless it's going to be played in, then we have to really dumb it down. We really have to cut resources. And we don't see that too much here in Spider-Man, especially when you have an engine, you've got your eight gigs of memory. You've got, you know, your certain power that you have for the CPU and the GPU. I expected some of these places to be quite barren, But here I'm going to go out to this construction area and while not perfect, I think they did a good job sort of adding in game areas and who knows, maybe some of these locations will be used in the DLC that's coming or maybe something else will come about, but I like how they've got this. It's separated from the ocean with those retaining walls. So well done. And it looks, it looks like something could actually happen here, right? I mean, the ground is, I would say a little bit lacking in geometry. If you really wanted to say that. But it does look like later they could have a quest there texture work, of course, off the charts when it comes to on some of these buildings, Oh, a little bit of pop there. And we do get pop on geometry on details uh, in the game at different times. It really does depend on what you're looking at, how fast you're moving. Of course, things that I think we can all understand. I really like this just parked on the side, like it's being stored. All right. Had to jump just a bit because of this battle, but hopefully it won't pop up with anything else. They're just beating the crap out of him. Actually. You know what? Let me see if I can web him. Yep. Stuck to the wall. Amazing effect. Just really overall, such a great effect there. Even a little light, just slight shadow there from the web onto the side of that truck. So let's run up to the top here. And I think it's time to look a little bit at the draw distance overall, and just how far you can see in some of these areas. So let me, uh, I'm not going to try to find the absolute tallest building in the world, but I'll find a somewhat tall one. I like the, uh, you, you see that plane. It actually looks like a real item. It doesn't whoops. It doesn't look like a bitmap there. It actually looks like something real. Very cool. All right, let's go up here and let's look at the draw distance. So to me, I just want to see. Nope, no plane. To me, I'm actually quite impressed by that draw distance right there. That is phenomenal. And you only see maybe five, six instances of a little bit of LOD fighting where you get, you know, a level of detail that's right at the cusp and it's it's bouncing back and forth. You get a little bit of a flicker. Look at that. That is a very solid image And to me, that's actually one of the things missing in a lot of games with long draw distances is the image itself isn't solid, especially when you look through, let's say a sniper rifle scope or something like that. You can see, oh, whoops, you can see where the actual game world is having issues, you know, deciding what it needs to draw in, what level of detail the model needs to be. Uh, you know, how far out something needs to be shown. You can see that flickering. We do get that somewhat here in uh, Spider-Man, but it's very minimal when you take it into context with everything else. I do like the web slinging here. I think that the insomniac are looking at those buildings, making sure that they're somewhat tall enough and that you really can't activate things like the swing or the web line. You can't really activate it unless there's a building next to you or very close to you or when it comes to the web line directly below you or somewhere that they can sort of show it graphically hitting. People have said, well, there's times where it looks like you're swinging from nowhere. Absolutely, that does happen. No game's perfect. Spider-Man, absolutely fits into that same category, not perfect, but they do a pretty good job. Nonetheless, there's so much detail when it comes to above and, and, and below, you never really quite know how a game's going to handle it, especially a game like this, which is going to cause me to switch again. I can tell yup, but that's good. So what I wanted to show you guys was the draw distance for the vehicles. So here we can see how far those vehicles can go out on both sides. I picked a spot that Overall has a very long area of drivability for these vehicles. So we can sort of see that, but I want to show you also, I think this is one of those roundabouts or whatever. Yeah, it is. So I want to show you guys this. We can probably end up screwing up the AI a little bit. Um, and, and we can discuss how that occurs, but yeah. So here we have one, two, three, four, five, five or six entrances for here. They do a really good job making it feel like they're going around a corner. You don't see a lot of that hedging left and right and left and right. Oh, yeah. So what we're going to see is a stop here. You're most likely going to see a traffic jam. This does occur in areas where there's wrecks or where there's a certain contingent of character. And I think that that's because the game later on treats those characters differently, uh, depending on certain circumstances. Now, I can't quite be sure of that, but I did notice that this almost never happens at any normal place. It seems to happen whenever there's a situation like these vehicles being parked, a battle having happened, and you get this sort of, blood clot, like look to everything. Now this will go away on its own over time, either by you looking away and then looking back and them uh, reallocating that memory and causing more cars to come in. But this is an area where that's going to happen more than other spots. That being said, I have to say that when you look at the way the cars drive, you really can see the difference here and how it's handled versus a game where you can drive those cars. Yeah. See, yeah, it's just, it's, it's whenever I look away, it's sort of, Fudging that those guys are moving and then and then replacing the cars, but you have this organic feeling to the driving and again a lot of those roads are the right size. You see this right here. Oh, somebody froze again. I don't know what they're doing. So you can really see where that can mess up any game world's AI. This is something that we've seen in open world games like GTA's. Anywhere where there is a large amount of vehicles on the road where you can see that AI hedge its bets and sometimes just completely stop. It can go crazy. And it depends if you can drive then the AI most of the time has to watch out for even more craziness. And so it can be even more jittery here. We don't have a lot of that jitter. They're just sort of in a traffic jam. It depends on how you take it. You can take it and think, Hey, that's far more realistic that they're in a traffic jam, or you can be like, "Mm, they should just, you know, take a left and go around, but whatever had to delete that moment where I went into that subway. It showed the map and there was a big old uh, mission indicator there. Oh, I like the selfie time. That's one of the great parts of the game is solidifying Spider-Man as that street level character and really doing a good job. Once again, another statue that's actually in New York here. I just wanted to look back here and see. Yeah, so it's different cars. They're sort of stuck. They're like, hmm, not quite sure what to do here. And a lot of these areas, depending on what's going on at the area, you, you can't really change anything. That's just something that's within the game itself. Like what I mean is there's no real quest there. So you can't go kill some guys and have that car be gone. That wreck just sort of stays there until the time switches. You go from night to day, day to night. And then sometimes those items will be moved depending on exactly how they were put there in the first place. I'm really excited to see how different uh, games with superheroes end up coming along because you've got, like I said, with Batman, you've got this powerful, immense character that moves a bit like a human tank, but at the same time has some really cool gadgets and a different style of martial arts, a different style of hard hitting movements that Spider-Man doesn't have. Spider-Man's more of that flexibility of movement and more kid-like, even his run is a little goofy and you get that different power fantasy kind of thing. One is the power fantasy of I am super powerful and I know how to kick everybody's butt. And the other is like a young kid always sort of having that optimism and optimism and looking towards the future. And that's even reflected in the fighting style, which I like it's reflected in the quips too. When you're fighting enemies, you have different quips to some of the enemies that does really feel a little bit more connective as a tissue for the story and the narrative then Batman, you know, I always liked Batman. I like the stoic feeling of that character. In fact, I liked or thought the Deadpool game was pretty fun on the 360. It wasn't a great game, but I thought it was enjoyable and it was a different quippy style of character Merc with the mouth kind of thing. But with Spider-Man it's that young innocence uh, that we see with Peter Parker that's reflected through Spider-Man into everything he does. This is really cool. They did such a great job here. As you will notice almost nothing's on a straight line. This is an ancient cemetery up and down with the land, the lands moved erosion. And you see all of that handled incredibly well. It's not perfect and it's not exact, but you do see a good general indication of erosion and movement of land that I think they did a pretty good job with. I also like this lighting. It's a little muted and can look a tiny bit off at times, but I like the grayness of everything and that fog, that deep set in fog that of course, if you go up into the top of buildings seems to be less so they've even modeled that like people wouldn't be pissed and just be like, you're desecrating our freaking graves, you freak, but whatever. (laughs) Or this chick waving. She's just like, Hey man, (laughs) I'm here to see my dad who just died of cancer, but you know what? Spider-Man's here. So I'm going to wave and get a selfie first. Oh, a little bit of a draw in that we got there. I just really like this area. It's well done. It looks so offset. Everything's just a little janky. And of course we can come and say hello to Ben Parker. Uncle Ben, absolutely amazing rice, by the way, in the background, you can see the bridges and you've got these different bridges that uh, exist all around the, the area that you play in, in the game. We've seen this in uh, other open world titles where that's how they lock off content. They do lock it off here. I did notice that they don't lock it off in any real narrative way. They're just like, you're leaving the mission area and you're all all right. They don't, do anything to explain exactly why it's just this one area. We see that sort of narrative slant from Insomniac in a couple ways. Uh, One of the ways is depending on how high you are or how low you are to the ground. If you're on like a second or third story, And you knock somebody off depending on how hurt they are they can end up hitting the ground from like two or three stories up dying from fall damage and basically it looks like spider-man's an absolute mass murder now this is different than the characters that he punches off the side of a building and then stickies to the side of the building in a cocoon i'm talking about people in different areas and just different things happening during the combat but what i like about insomniac is they didn't really worry too much about that. They didn't really try to make everything make sense. They're just all, Hey, you know what? That may happen. And instead it's just basically a Peter Parker quip that pops up. And I like how they handled that. It's more flexible. It feels a little bit, I guess, more comic booky uh, overall, it's not bad. So looking at the combat here. I really like the interaction of the web and when you throw him and he hits the ground hard, that splash of water that comes off of him, water and dust and particulate. It's just so well done. Let's see if we can get his gun out of his hand here. And you will notice that the gun actually casts the smallest of shadows on the ground. Just enough. If you look really close there, just enough to once again, make it feel like it's a part of the game world really well done. How many games have we played where you're beating the crap out of people and all their guns are like plastic counters on a board game somewhere. They're just sort of thrown down and that doesn't happen so much here and kudos to them. Cause I think this is just, it's not necessarily a cheat, but it's where art really does work well to mimic particular things. It's not necessarily trying to, for example, looking here at the waves compared to prior, when we first started, there is a turbulent look to them which at first I thought was them mimicking the water, you know, being affected by wind and rain. But actually what's going on is it's simply a reflection of the sky color, the white, but it completely changes the way that water looks. And it's such an excellent idea. And it's so well implemented that it took me a while. When I was looking, I was like, oh yeah, this looks like, you know, uh, especially because the rain's coming down, you're all, yeah, this is going to be one of those places where everything has more turbidity to it. And it makes sense for the chop to be a little higher, but by reflecting the fog itself and by reflecting that whiter color across the tops of those waves, it does pretty much the same thing. And I think that's probably a strength of the way they handled the lighting system. It's not necessarily a lighting system that we see that's a real time. If you sit and look up at the sun in the game and don't really move around, the sun's not going to move either. The times change and the lighting changes when you either beat the game and you're able to change it or it changes depending on the mission and it loads up. And I think it's a strength to that choice. It's not necessarily the choice we'd all like to see. We'd all like to see a time of day that was adjustable at any time that you could pass the time of day at any point. That's not what Spider-Man's about that insomniac stated quite early that they wanted to sort of give cutscenes, give moments of the story, a certain feel. So they chose the timing and the color and the lighting. I get that for sure. And I think it's okay. And I certainly think when you look at places like this, it's actually paid off. Let's take him out. All right. I'm going to load up this area. It's something that I found when I was playing and I was actually quite surprised. I had talked about this prior in the reflection of how a place that a person is probably not going to explore just how much details there. I was really surprised to see this guy welding. It sounds like such a small thing now, but when I first saw it, I went out here and he actually inspects the weld, looks at it, sort of identifies... Where the piece is, looks around, and I couldn't tell. I was originally seeing this and going, "Is he looking around because he's welding an entire crane with just that little hand welder, or what exactly? A propane torch? Sorry, what exactly is he doing?" I never quite figured it out. But the last element I wanted to talk about is the battle system and how it all works. I really did notice that in a lot of the different areas where you end up having major battles, you have openings like this, which do allow for that kind of thing, the web swings, it allows for a lot of elements that Batman allows for the one interesting part about Spider-Man that I think people don't really pick up on right away is you can actually wall climb up underneath stuff. So for example, you can go under this crane, you can go under the eve of a building. You don't actually have exact snap points like you do in Batman. And I think that does offer a flexibility and it really does end up changing things around You're going to notice yourself, at least I did, doing some slightly different stuff in battle in these kind of areas where I could jump and do things that because it wasn't grid based, because it wasn't exact, because it wasn't just connected to the top, but you could climb and move and odd angle enemies. It really did allow for a flexibility and a freedom. It may not at times actually look as cinematic to you. But to me, it was highly impressive to be able to do those things and really feel like I was free thinking as I was doing combat, especially because they're adding an extra difficulty layer onto the game above hard. And I think for a lot of people, that's where you're going to want to play your N plus game. It's going to be really important to make sure that that combat feels like you can take control of it. And it's not really taking control of you. And from what I personally have played, I feel like that is exactly the case. So to wrap this up, I just have to say, you get a lot of these open world titles and depending on exactly where their focus is, they sometimes can reflect that open world better or worse. And it can really break you out of the fiction. Spider-Man does a fantastic job here and it really does elevate Spider-Man above a lot of other open world titles. It puts it near where Batman is. I think Batman has some positives because that character and the longevity in the three games where Spider-Man is a newer entry. So I think for some people they'll like that, but it's an, it's also an entry where it's a little bit different. You do have characters walking around the street. You do have people interacting who aren't just absolutely an enemy or absolutely a foe. It's like friend or foe system in Batman. Most of the time, there's almost nobody just walking around doing anything, but in Spider-Man, you get that all the time. And it really does help to make the world feel completely fleshed out that those characters also interact with you. We see a lot of amazing things going on in all of these games as we continue to encroach on more and more power on our PCs, on our PS4s and on our Xbox. To me, Spider-Man definitely fits up there as a game that's doing some fantastic stuff behind the scenes, whether you notice it instantly or not. Is it perfect? No, but I never said it was. It's just that some of the stuff it does absolutely deserves some attention. So anyway, that's it for me. I'd like to know what you guys saw while you were playing what you think of it. Hopefully you'll be watching this. If you can, you can share it. I would totally appreciate that. And of course I have a patron where you can come and you can become a patron to the channel. You can play games with us dungeon and dragons join one of the greatest communities that really has existed in gaming. At least for me, it's to me really saved my sanity when it comes to the gaming world is that discord fantastic place. Absolutely. Thanks to all the patrons. Thanks to everybody who's subscribed, everybody who follows on Twitter or of course on Twitch. Peace out and enjoy the rest of your week.